Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applications applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. the steve jones show for thursday we're to the second day of july already chad hirschberger sitting in the producer chair today filling in for mac Trillo, who is off all week this week and we're getting set for the fourth of july weekend as most uh, people i would suspect like myself have a day off tomorrow so we have a long three-day weekend and uh, lots to think about this weekend as uh first independence day in my lifetime where we've had a pandemic so uh, we will get to uh, all the sports uh, news of the day with steve who will be uh, with us shortly from the sunbury motors studio sunbury motors north 4th street in sunbury great place to go get your next automobile and we also uh, will be having sandy barber on she was talking uh, earlier this week about the prospects of penn state football for the fall and who might be able to be at Beaver Stadium whenever there is a game, should there be games this fall, which is what they're starting to have practice for and uh, they're anticipating that they'll be able to play. Um, but we will see what is uh, going to happen there with Penn State football coming up uh, this fall. So a uh, uh, news item, because uh, I'm doing double duty today, also doing the late day news roundup as well. And uh, there was a news item today from State College. Uh, the first Penn State student has died from COVID-19. And we'll have details on that uh, coming up at, on the late day news roundup uh, after five here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. But uh, he was in State College a month ago, uh, lived in off-campus housing, uh, got sick, went home to the Allentown area, and then... Uh, got diagnosed with COVID-19, had some respiratory problems, and unfortunately died on Tuesday. So Penn State had a statement out about that 
today, extending their condolences to the family. And uh, also, if any student had contact with him, to have them get in touch with University Health Services as uh, they would want them to know that. So that going on uh, as well uh, in the region. And, of course, yesterday the governor asked everybody to, uh, actually didn't ask, ordered everybody to wear masks out in public. So if you are doing something this weekend, you will, and it's not at a private place like your home, if you are out in public, you will uh, need to make sure you wear your mask because Governor Wolf uh, has ordered that uh, to be done. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can give us a call at uh, the Steve Jones Show number. Unfortunately, I can't remember that. Kevin, help me out. There we go. 1-800-795-9565. There we go. go. Steve is there. There We we had a little technical problems here. The suit is in the house to fix them. See, I just started talking, and he came and took care of business for me. So, Well, again, um, good afternoon. It's... uh, I can already explain to you the issue, and I can tell you how he fixed it. Um, there's a certain there's a certain part that we have that is made in the old Soviet Union. You hit it on the side because all it understands is force. <laughs> all right, so there you go. I was uh, telling. Sue, thank you. <laughs> he that's put, what I'm here for. Thumbs up. He said uh, that's what he's here for. Well, of course, I'm the one that diagnosed the problems. <laughs> You'll I think, have to admit I think, to that. Did one. you just have to, you know, hit the on-off switch? <laughs> oh, he hit it on the side. He says, "Okay." <laughs> he, he understands. All right. We're, uh, what we will have today is we will hear from Sandy Barber today. Uh, her teleconference yesterday uh, had with it a lot of information that a lot of fans are going to want to listen to. Uh, it's going to cover from 3.30 to 4.30 when it's all said and done. Don't worry, Chad, we will take a break. Okay. Uh, now, we don't have a show tomorrow, correct? That is correct. We are on a holiday schedule here at the radio station, so I believe CBS Sports Radio will be on tomorrow afternoon. Well, that means we need to tell everybody that today's show is brought to you by Brewer's Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar. Led by the barrels and the dills. Indeed, second to none, but on these 80-degree and 90-degree days... It's supposed to be 97 on Saturday. I would like to point out that they have not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, but six different flavors of slushies, of which the suit has sampled all of them multiple times. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. You think there's a big market this weekend for, let's see, beverages, pretzels, uh, pickles? <laughs> hey, go on out today and stock up for the weekend. Stock up for the weekend. All at Brewers Outlet. 
That's what you need to do. That'll make a big difference. Uh, looking forward to uh, that very much. And uh, do you have any big plans this weekend? Uh, none other than a uh, picnic on Saturday afternoon at my folks' place. They have invited nice. us over. Yeah. Nice. So we're in nice. charge of dessert, so. Oh, and what dessert are you bringing? Uh, I don't know what my wife's making. <laughs> I asked her, and she said, I'll take care of it. So She likes to make cookie bars, so we'll probably have some kind of cookie Ooh, bar. I'm loving that. Oh, that's really good. The snickerdoodles okay. are really good. Snickerdoodles, huh? Wow, great. Uh, but we're going to hear from Sandy Barber today, uh, and that will be starting at 3.35 today. Just to get everybody just a feel for what the thought process is right now. As we pointed out, how we feel on July 2nd is different than how we felt on May 2nd, which is different than how we felt on April 2nd. How are we going to feel on August 2nd? We're all waiting to see. And that's all part of this process, the wait-to-see process. Has she she given any indication on if they have a date on when they will make a quote-unquote final decision? Did not. Did not. Uh, So did not say that. Uh, 25 NBA players are now tested positive for coronavirus, but that's out of 351. That's one in 14. Then they tested the 884 staff members. There were 10 out of 884. So was it 35? Let's do some quick math here. So that's 35 out of well, I guess it's safe to say it's 1,200, so let's say, let's do a number here, number search, in terms of the percentage. So you get a total of 35 positives with 1,210. That's 2.8%, or check it, 2.9%. need to round up properly, 2.9% positive between the players and the staff members. Uh, Cameron Champ, who had had to withdraw after a positive test in Hartford on the PGA Tour for the Travelers. If you're asking, why is he playing this weekend? Well, he's playing this weekend because he was asymptomatic and then took three tests in a row, and they're all negative. So he's back. Harris English didn't participate last week. Mentioned he had a positive. Guess what? He's now tested three times in a row negative. He's allowed to play again. Uh, baseball will be uh, Penn State will be announcing its numbers but not names do not expect anybody's name to be announced if they've tested positive here the 102 tests have been for all the football players men's and women's basketball players they are awaiting the results of men's and women's soccer and women's volleyball so that's what they're waiting for so Penn State has had 102 tests so far all those tests are for football, men's basketball, women's basketball. They're all negative to this point. Uh, the next time they'll release any kind of numbers will be in two weeks, which will be July the 15th, which is also tax day, by the way. 
And uh, I was uh, sharing when we were having the problem connecting with you, Steve, that uh, it was announced today that uh, not a, a sports player, but a Penn State student, 21 years old, died yes. Yes. Uh, this week from COVID. Yes. So, uh, again, that just reemphasizes the vulnerability. The And our deepest condolences to the friends and family of that young person. The... Um, so Penn State is, and they've already tested these athletes. The men's and women's soccer players and the women's volleyball players have already been tested. They just don't have all the results yet because this was the week that they came in to uh, go through their seven-day quarantine and then the ability to get back to workouts. Field hockey shows up here on Monday, so they'll go through their testing Next week, go through their seven-day quarantine, then Charmorette Curtis's team can get going. And then football can get out there and do more workouts on July 13th, then expand it on July 24th. So that is, uh, that's what's going on here right now. Do you think that there are the players who are returning, um, they are really off uh, because the routine is different? I know even for me, I feel very off this summer because my routine is way off. Do you think that has any impact on their practicing as they're getting ready? Well, they'll start practicing, really practicing, practicing. I mean, because right now they're over, they've been taking some time over at State High. And they'll be doing some seven-on-seven seven work and so forth. Yeah, look, are you going to have to work out some rust? Yeah, of course you are. Um, are the workouts a little bit different than what you were used to doing? Yeah, absolutely. Um, because your home workouts are going to be absolutely different than what you're trying to do. And look, and Dwight Galt, I was talking to Dwight Galt a few weeks ago, and, he get, and this is before everybody got back in. He says, Steve, I've been trying to manage 123 players he said, from my dining room. <laughs> and I thought, well, yeah, that's yeah, that's probably true. Uh, and so that's not easy because not every you – know, teams are across. You're listening to the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. And it appears we have lost connection with Steve once again, so – we will reconnect with Steve and we will hear from Sandy Barber coming up right here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury. The Beverage Supermarket imports domestics microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere, wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And they have six different flavors of slushies. And on a hot, muggy day, you want a slushie. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Stock up for the 4th of July weekend now.
And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right. Uh, I was saying uh, just before the break, I said, you know, I talked to you asked about the, the players being in shape and so forth. I talked to a couple of players after the first day of workouts, and they told me, oh, I'm trying to get back in the groove here. Okay. So then I saw them maybe a little more than a week later. Same same two players. And they said, easier? They said, yeah, except he steps it up every single week. So, yeah, it's he said, but it's, the routine is easier. So to get to your point, Chad, yeah, the routine's easier, uh, but the workouts also step up each week in difficulty as well. Mm. <laughs> okay. All right, let's get to Penn State's Vice President for Intercollegiate Athletics, Sandy Barber. She had a chance to talk with the media yesterday and handled a wide range of questions. Glad to see you again. Dave, glad to see you're still sitting in that chair. Um, and, and obviously this is, uh, this is for effect a, a little bit. You know, just uh, how important um, uh, not having anything to do with Penn State athletics, but but just to to our society and our community, how important uh, wearing our masks has become. Uh, really proud of our our student athletes and our coaches and the way that, that they've adopted this. And uh, again, just uh, you know, just wanted to open up uh, this opportunity uh, with kind of that 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 emphasis uh, for for how important uh, this is. So I'll uh, I'll take it off now and. Uh, let you see my smiling face. Um, and it is good to see everybody. Um, I, uh, I hope everybody uh, continues to be healthy and, and safe uh, at, at obviously what's a, a really challenging, uh, a challenging time. And um, I, I appreciate the opportunity to, to talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that we're going through Hear from you all what's uh, what's important uh, and what uh, you know what questions uh, that you have. But I do just uh, want to start uh, with this being uh, July one. Uh, we've kind of put uh, you know the the uh, the last academic year um, and uh, and yes the the last fiscal year uh, in the books uh, in the books for us. Um, but uh, although it was, uh, was a very difficult and, and challenging year, and obviously our winter sports and our spring sports getting truncated, some of which, many of which, we had extremely high expectations uh, for, um, it, it still was, was a really good year. You know, um, it, it seems like uh, this was uh, many, many moons and perhaps even decades ago, but, you know, in the fall, our, our women's soccer team uh, won the Big Ten tournament title. Uh, football went to its third straight, uh, uh, I'm sorry, its third New Year's Six uh, bowl game in the last four years. Men's soccer went to the NCAAs for the first time uh, in uh, in five years. And, and as I said, we were poised to have uh, really outstanding uh, winter and spring sports based on the polls and the and the results that had been achieved uh, to that point uh, kind of burned in our brains now uh, you know of, uh, of March uh, March 12th um, and, and on the other side of, of things that 
obviously continued on, you know, the academic piece, kind of the bedrock of, uh, of Penn State and, and Penn State Athletics. Um, that record uh, uh, graduation success rate, NCAA graduation success rate of 91%. Uh, you know, really proud of the effort uh, that uh, that has gone behind that, and the continued effort um, to continue to try to to try to best uh, to try to best that um, uh, from an APR standpoint, uh, 986 for the department, uh, which is three points uh, above the national average. Again, uh, we need to continue uh, to get better there. But we we had a record 20 teams um, that had perfect single year uh, APRs. Uh, for that cohort of data that uh, that just came in, including football uh, with its first uh, 1,000, which is a perfect score, uh, its first uh, 1,000 single-year score um, in our history, in the history of the APR for, uh, for the NCAA. Um, and then we had six teams uh, with perfect multi-year, the, the four-year um, uh, APR, APR scores. Uh, we set a school record, uh, another school record, uh, with 144 Big Ten Distinguished scholars uh, for the year, uh, and and we honored uh, you know we honored our spring sports uh, student athletes, our spring sports uh, seniors um, in in the very very best way we could. Um, you know this is under the circumstances. This is where social media um, uh, has been a real positive. Uh, in uh, in giving us an opportunity to to say thank you and and uh, and say goodbye to uh, a number uh, of seniors, all of our seniors uh, who have been really really important uh, to us, not only from a success uh, in a competitive venue, but certainly in the classroom and and maybe most importantly um, in the community and and in life. Um, we have uh, twenty uh, between twenty and twenty five. Uh, Class of 19, or class of 2020 seniors who have taken advantage of uh, the NCAA's extended eligibility um, and our open invitation uh, for them to return uh, for 2021. Um, and um, I, I think I, I said to you all probably the last time we gathered that that's at an, an additional expense to us of. Um, somewhere between six hundred and seven hundred thousand um, dollars. Obviously, um, not a not a small feat um, in this really really difficult uh, time that includes economics and it includes the finances. Um, but I'm pleased to tell you today, um, not unexpectedly, um, our donors, uh, our our passionate Penn Staters, uh, have stepped up and have completely funded. Uh, that uh, that fund and, and, and that cost uh, that cost for us. Uh, so once again, uh, Penn Staters have, have stepped up to, to help out um, in uh, in our in our time of, of need here. Um, and then probably uh, lastly on the on the subject of, of kind of overall success and overall efforts this year um, have been the things that we pivoted to uh during uh that we've pivoted towards during uh during COVID-19 and during the shelter in place whether they be our helping happy valley and helping to promote and support local businesses and, and local efforts uh as well as our uh blue white tailgates um our coaches and our staffs have engaged with the community and in, in uh innumerable uh virtual ways uh so so really really proud of uh of the efforts there and again um, kind of the thirst and the hunger um, from our community to remain close and remain engaged uh, with uh, with Penn State uh, and, and with Penn State athletics. 
Uh, switching uh, to more COVID-19 related uh, subjects, uh, as you're very well aware, we have football, men's and women's basketball, men's soccer, men's and women's soccer, uh, and women's volleyball who have reported back to campus. Uh, those latter, those latter three are still in their uh, seven-day uh, seven-day quarantine. Um, but uh, uh, all continues uh, to to go well uh, for us. Are I've been very uh, impressed. Again, not unexpected, uh, but certainly impressed. Uh, with the diligence uh, and the discipline with which our students and our staff um, are following our protocols and following the, uh, the safety standards um, to make sure that, that we do this uh, in, a, in a safe um, and, healthful, and healthful way. Um, from a, uh, obviously, uh, COVID-19 is not the only, uh, only difficult uh, thing going on uh, in, our, in our community and in our country. Uh, the, uh, the social injustice and the, uh, and the, 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 the racial uh, insensitivity issues um, continue and have been illuminated uh, during, during this time. Uh, I am uh, I'm honored uh, to serve along with nine other Penn Staters and along with um, over 150 from our conference on the Big Ten Anti-Hate, uh, Anti-Racism uh, Coalition, and I'm certainly looking forward uh, to that work. Uh, the fact of the matter is um, this has been going on for far, far too long, uh, and we haven't found a way to, to properly address it, solve it, uh, eradicate hate, hate and, and, and racism, um, and so we need to find new, new ways and uh, or, or more effective ways, and, and that's something that I've been really proud of. How our, uh, particularly our student athletes, our staff has certainly joined in. Cap, uh, coaches and staff have certainly joined in, but but particularly our student athletes have stepped up, and uh, I've been doing a lot of listening. Um, because frankly, obviously, I, I, I haven't uh, and we haven't uh, found uh, found the answer here. So uh, I'm just uh, I'm, I'm I'm really uh, proud of uh, of the way that uh, that our department has stepped up from a voice standpoint. We've got a lot of work to do. Uh, we we all individually and collectively have work to do to get better. Uh, we all have made made mistakes and 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 all need to uh, to, to get better there. Uh, but we've had a lot of great conversations conversations either amongst teams or amongst our staff uh, just in, in the last four, four in the last month or, or so but frankly we've done a lot of this work um, in the in the last few years whether it be work around uh, around uh, culture uh, and, and inclusive and safe and welcoming environments or very specific work uh, we've got some terrific folks uh, at, at Penn State, faculty and staff, that do uh, very good work around implicit bias, uh, and the athletic department has engaged uh, in that as, as well. So um, lots of work ahead, um, but again, on a number of fronts, very proud of, uh, of what our students and staff have, uh, uh, have done uh, just, to, just in the last uh, month or so. Um, and then finally, uh, back to, to directly COVID-related, uh, um, we uh, we obviously have been testing uh, our uh, our student athletes uh, and staff upon their upon their return. Uh, we have uh, uh, as a university uh, and as an athletic department made a decision that we will report those results um, every two weeks. 
Uh, we'll do it uh, on Wednesday. I don't know that I will always be the bearer of the uh, <laughs> of the testing results, uh, but but we will make those public um, every two weeks uh, up until such time as uh, as the university returns uh, all of our students, and then we'll make a decision at that time uh, how those uh, results might be uh, might be folded in there. Um, so today I can tell you um, that we've had 102 student athlete tests. Uh, as of June 30th, uh, and we have had zero positives uh, in those uh, 102 uh, and 102 tests, um, and uh, so that's uh, uh, that's a little bit of uh, information on our testing there. Um, and I think Chris, uh, I'm, I'm happy to happy to take questions. Thank you very much, Sandy. Our first question will come from Neil Rudell at the Altoona Mirror. Neil, if you can accept the unmute. Sorry, imagine that glitch. <laughs> Thank you, um, Neil. How we doing? Good, good. Uh, zero tests. That's uh, that's impressive. Uh, just no, wondering. no, one hundred and two tests, zero positive. Uh, zero positives. <laughs> Don't confuse me with the facts. Um, just curious uh, if you could jump into. Um, uh, yes, we saw Michigan. Have you guys addressed uh, pay adjustments? Have you felt like you uh, have to do that, or do you expect to maybe get through without having to uh, trim some pay uh, some hours? Yeah, as as you all are, are aware, obviously there's a lot that continues to be unknown. Um, we certainly are um, are modeling. A number of, of different scenarios. Um, I think we're at the point, and, and and we've had I've had the conversation with our head coaches. I've had the conversation with our with our management team about what the possibility might be uh, around uh, around pay reductions. Um, we had an all staff last week where I mentioned it to to the entirety of the staff just so that that they could uh, they would be aware. Um, I do think, uh, uh, you know, again, without certainty, but that our, our financial challenges, our revenue uh, shortfalls are going to be uh, of a magnitude that we will need to do, uh, take some steps around pay. Um, as I indicated, I've, I've had these conversations both collectively um, and in many cases individually with coaches uh, and, and, uh, and my, our leadership team. Um, and uh, to to a man and a woman, they're they're prepared to step up and uh, and help with this cause. Should should that be the case? Um, and and I, I think at this point, it's probably safe to say that 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 will be the case. All the details obviously still need to be worked out. You're on mute, Chris. Fail. It's a big fail on my part. I was I was unmuting Tyler and didn't unmute myself. Uh, Tyler Donahue from Lions 24-7. Hi, good afternoon, Sandy. Thanks for the time today. Um, Absolutely, Tyler. Thanks for joining in. Thank you. Um, the last few weeks, we've seen this phase return for the Penn State football program, and obviously a lot of eyes are fixated on football because of the financial revenue. How would you assess the, these first few weeks with the team back on campus, and what do you think uh, as far as new challenges will be presented when the rest of the student population joins in late August? Yeah, uh, thanks for this question, because I think it's great credit to uh, 
to our our team, meaning meaning our 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 staff and our performance team, our sports medicine team, Penn State Health, who obviously are our, our sports medicine partners in this incredible work uh, done to to prepare for the time, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, uh, where our first team, which was football, did, did return. Um, you know, the, the preparation, the detail in the protocols, uh, the interaction with uh, experts, uh, our experts uh, amongst our faculty, uh, our experts at Penn State Health, uh, our, our experts within the, within the state, um, you know, we've certainly, from a sports standpoint, have uh, have looked to uh, look to the NCA, look to in the sport of football, look to the American Football Coaches Association, um, and uh, so been a tremendous amount of collaboration here. Um, but our performance team, in conjunction with with Penn State Health, has really carried the lumber here. And when it was time to start bringing teams back, um, we were ready. Uh, we we had been educating. Uh, our students for uh, you know uh, at least several weeks if not longer than that about what this might look like uh, what the disease was all about why it's important to to wear a mask why it's important to wash your hands um, all of those kinds of things I mean let's face it we all want to know the why behind something that we're being asked to do um, because you know you're more likely to get by in there so so that's the first half of uh, uh, of what's been going on, and again, I you know I publicly want to want to thank our, our sports med folks and uh, and Penn State Health and, and our performance team for for what they've done here. But the second half is the students, uh, uh, to some degree the staff who have to follow the protocols, of course. But uh, but our you know our students uh, our students operate in a uh, in a um, uh, in an age group uh, and in a culture where it's it is all about connection. Uh, and, uh, and engagement, and, and we're asking them now um, to stop doing that in the way that they've traditionally done it. Um, but I will tell you this, uh, our, our um, uh, let's see, six teams now uh, that are back um, have been so disciplined. Um, you know, there's been a glitch here, here, or, here or there, uh, which again is where your protocols come in, that, that number one, they identify that a glitch happened, uh, and number two, then it gets addressed. But uh, you know, I, I've been really impressed with our with our student athletes and their dedication to this, their understanding of it, their understanding how important it is. Um, first and foremost, to the health, their health, their teammates' health, their coaches' health, uh, the community's health, um, but but also to their ability to potentially play the sport they love. Um, and, and that applies to to all six of these teams. So uh, I take my hat off uh, to them. Uh, for the seriousness with which they've uh, they've applied this, I do think some of that is related to and is directly uh, attributable to the amount of education uh, that they've been provided in the last probably six weeks. Um, but uh, but I do give them a lot of credit for the way they've approached this. PJ Mustafer um, spoke to our all staff, obviously virtually, uh, last week, um, and and it was really pretty powerful because he didn't just say, "Yeah, we got to wear our masks and we got to do this with it." He went through detail by detail about what their what the policies and procedures and protocols are as they relate to entering Holuba and lifting and getting their meals and doing. I mean, it was clear that those protocols uh, and the procedures he had taken them. They they've been internalized uh, and they understand why they're important and they're following them. So I, I uh, 
I, I take my hat off to him. Sandy Barber, more with her in the next half hour. There's a lot more information to come here. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com on News Radio 1070 WKOK.